Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of the Life Haq podcast. We have a very special guest, someone who I've known for a very long time, someone who is very, very dear to me. He has taught many, many people across Canada, Sheikh Imam Nadwi. Welcome to the podcast, Sheikh. Thanks for inviting me in your program and keeping me updated about your all progress you are doing, alhamdulillah, for the service of Islam. Uh, we're glad to have you, especially during these very interesting, very unique times that we find ourselves uh, probably once in a generation type of event. And I want to start right off by referencing a hadith and getting your insight on our current situation. So there's a hadith of Rasul where he says that you should beware of the uh, dua of the oppressed and that there is no barrier between that dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another hadith, uh, Rasul says the supplication of three people are never turned away. A fasting person until they break their fast, a just ruler, and the supplication of the oppressed, which is raised by Allah above the clouds, the gates of heaven are open for it, and the Lord says, by my might, I will help you in due time. So the reason why I asked this question, Sheikh, is that, or I referenced this hadith, is that now there's going to be a lot of public policy as a reopening occurs for people to be able to open their business and go out of their homes, more interact with people in society at large. So there's a lot of different public policy that they're talking about, one of which is the mask covering, the face covering. Okay, so they're saying now that uh, either it is highly recommended or uh, it's going to be mandatory in certain instances for people to have the face covering. Now, a lot of people have made this reflection and I've reflected upon this myself, where, uh, for example, this is one of the recommendations given in Quebec and Quebec was very, very stringent on, for example, women with niqab not being able to ride buses while wearing niqab or access government facilities while wearing niqab and so forth. And um, not only I felt this demographic of people were really uh, ostracized and they were really singled out amongst non-Muslim, but even the Muslim community, like muhajibat, like women who would wear hijab would talk sometimes down upon, or they would uh, really single out uh, the sisters who would wear niqab. Now we find ourselves in a situation where someone won't look at you twice if you have a face covering. Actually, now all the policies are changed to say that you should have face covering. So, um, Sheikh, uh, what I want to uh, get from you is some in, in insight and uh, some uh, perhaps some reflection. Could, could this be a dua like a manifestation of dua of somebody who was oppressed, who was bullied from all sides, and she made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and now this woman who was walking with niqab has nothing to worry about. Like, no one's going to look at her twice because they're all wearing face covering themselves. What is your uh, insight on this, Sheikh? Yeah, you are right that uh, you are referring to hadith, uh, which is actually giving us a very, very special, or very, I can say, universal warning for Muslim and non-Muslim. And Muslim or the oppressed uh, is not only Muslim, any person, anything which we, we, we violate, it's her or his right. And we do something which is not due to do it. 
So Rasulullah said when this hadith, so other part of hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he listened this uh, call coming very quick to heaven, he said, yes, I will respond, but may I give time. I have it. I will take this up. My decision will come later. So it means, for example, sometimes it seems to us that Muslim is suffering, nothing has happened, nobody is responding, and a lot of, you know, casualties happening, but nothing is coming. But it not means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not watching it or not monitoring it, but the only thing is when that due time is to respond it. Mm-hmm. And uh, three things, actually three, four things I will uh, try to uh, explain to cover this idea. The first thing is that this world is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Lord. He is a creator. He is nourisher. He is providing everything for us. And we are giving two positions in this universe. First thing to Lord, we are supposed to be abd, obedient. Yani our whole life is supposed to be as submitting, submitting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his commandments. The second position is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us as a trustee on this universe. So we're supposed to use it in a better in in a better way and proper way and not to corrupt it and not to misuse it and not to uh, hijack others' rights and others' properties and to keep in our pocket, right? Because uh, the system is supposed to be balanced, balancing system. When I give you the ayah which says, Allah subhanahu wa said when we created this universe, we took four days to put provisions. Yeah. We put this provision, it's supposed to be dispute, distributed equally to every person. Mm. So inequality among that provision, distribution, is one of the worst corruption, which is, for example, Causing, causing for the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can say these kind of pandemic and things. Mm-hmm. The second issue is also coming this thing, that vulgar lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. we have lost, lost our values, right? And, uh, the you know, the sin is always existing in human life. But the worst part of sin is when person feel proud about it and mm-hmm. invite people to it and defend it. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah said in one hadith, Kullu ummati mu'afan mujahirun. Every person will be forgiven except those who do vulgar thing openly. Mm. And they feel proud of it. The third issue is also, you know, it is related to Muslims. The Muslims have two problems in their own internal lifestyle. One is divisions, right? They are, mm. for example, divided even under the name of Islam, different religious groups, different sects, and so on. And second thing is that as a Muslim population, where there is still they have some kind of power to implement Islamic rules, they are, for mm. example, opposing it. Not only, mm. uh, I can say, ignoring it, but opposing it. So all these circumstances, I can see you, say you, that all these circumstances actually become so explosive that now, for example, one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows a very, very tiny army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is invisible. So Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala showed power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this, this virus. And now what happened? Two things actually proven. One thing is that 
whatever system you developed most advanced and most what you can say complicated but it has nothing to to for example counter it and to face it mm-hmm. the second issue is actually the biggest issue which is you are talking about it and i come to that point you know all systems and ideologies they are talking about human right they say mm-hmm. we are serving humanity we are loving humanity is bigger to everything right and mm-hmm. uh, human equality human rights and human this and this but but you can see that the system is totally using the name but they are doing their own agenda right yes and yes. human being is nowhere human being is nowhere mm. powerful mm. people is everywhere right and mm. have people they have everybody have not is nothing so mm. you can say that, that this is the time when you are raising the slogan of humanity it is most i can say suffering time for humanity mm. why it is happening why it is happening because we are ignoring allah subhanahu wa taala mm-hmm. when we ignore allah subhanahu wa taala so divine right protect human right mm. so when yeah. we when we defend allah subhanahu wa taala right allah give us yeah. ability to serve humanity yes and this is what allah subhanahu wa taala exposed mm. so you what you are saying they are now forced to do many things which is they supposed to do but mm. they are doing without their own intention right allah yes. subhanahu wa taala gave example in quran when they lost hope the last resort is always allah mm. right they open yes. door for it but allah subhanahu wa taala asking us to do it willingly so if we do yeah. the thing allah subhanahu wa taala walau annahum amanu wattaqaw la fatahna alaihim barakatin min as-sama if they believe in allah subhanahu wa taala and they become yani good abd obedient of allah we open the door of every provision for them yes so this whole world is suffering even the those who are causing it or those who are not causing it but it yes. there are lesson there are good lesson to understand it but i fear that these people will manipulate again right and they bring another system just corrupt corrupt changing corrupt with corrupt but allah subhanahu wa taala actually giving us chance and this is the duty of muslims to come mm. forward and to present their system that our system is full full proof our system is really serving humanity and our mm. system is, is really deserve for solving all problems which are not solved by any system mm. so you know on that note um imam uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says uh, in the quran falan tajida la sunnatillahi tabdila that you won't find a change uh, in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals and no turning off will you see of the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on that note, um, with this current pandemic that we find ourselves in, do you find uh, some, because one of the things that we know with the Islamic system is that there is consistency. And what we find also with the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with humanity as we see from this ayah that there is a consistency with it so are there some uh ways that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is dealing with us now that he has always dealt with society that we can reflect upon further than what you've already mentioned but more importantly what is the sunnah to be successful in this situation because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala does not put us in a situation where he is, does not give us guidance to uh come out of it in the more successful way So are there other sunnah that we can see in the way that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with us that we should make note of and also 
what is the sunnah way to successfully come out of this? Yes, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gave in two uh, ayat in different places of Quran. He says when we give uh, yani control of universe to human human being, right? And we when they are slipping from us, so we give them warnings, different warnings, right? Coming, one warning is coming by giving some kind of, you know, some hard time, some kind of, you know, for example, losing something, some kind of losses and so on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when we, uh, when they do this thing, we send for them some reminders, warnings. And our purpose is we want to see them back. We want to see them come back, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, those who lose this opportunity, right? And they ignore warnings. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they become happy with their own lifestyle and they forgot what they are reminded, so we gave them everything in abundance. We opened every kind of opportunity in dunya. But what happened? Then we grab them in a, in a second, right? And they are not able, for example, to correct themselves. So actually the sunnatullah is, sunnatullah means what? Two things. One of is law of nature, right? Mm. And we, we can discover it by our, our scientific resources, our own you know, findings, our experience of thousand and thousand years, you know, journey of humanity. This law of nature is available for us. But mm. mostly we ignore another part of law of nature, which is law of morality. Mm. Law of morality is an eternal part of rise and fall of human journey, human generations. Mm-hmm. Mostly we think that our, any nation, they got rise because they have a good army, they have a good resources, right? They have good leadership and they got down when they have they lost these things. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no, this is not the reason. The reason is that when they really disconnected with their moral life, right? Then the mm-hmm. rise and fall issue is started. So sunnatullah is actually mostly if I translate uh, Sunnatullah in English, I will say law of nature plus law of morality. Both okay. things and law of morality is only available by our revealed knowledge which is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Ambiya. The prophets are the source to explain to us what is the morality and how we follow it. And our problem is our time that we actually become reluctant to go to guidance of Allah. We think mm-hmm. our science is enough for us, right? So we are following half of the gift of Allah, but we are ignoring the best part of gift, which is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in morality. Mm. Yes, yes. So uh, now uh, in every generation, when they encounter this, this repercussion of this law of morality, as Muslims, uh, I feel, uh, as you mentioned, that we need to show the world that our deen is more than just ritual acts of worship. You know, so for many people, uh, Islam has become just your salawat or your go for hajj, but it doesn't really engage with the fabric that runs society, you know, the the machines, the mechanisms that run society. So now, is this a wake up call for us to now engage more in that, uh, you know, in those tools or in that system, as you've mentioned? that runs the day-to-day life of society to show that this is an Islamic approach, 
you know, because sometimes there is fear mongering that occurs. I'll put a caveat. There's fear mongering occurs, especially for Muslims who are minorities living in these countries that, oh, they're coming here to try to take over. Okay, because there's a segment, the group, they really capitalize, they benefit from this type of fear mongering. So at, putting that aside, because in the arena of ideas and what is supposed to be an re arena of exchange of ideas to benefit humanity, the Muslims should have a right and they should have the confidence as well. And they shouldn't be self-conscious of doing this, but to put forth the Islamic proposition for certain problems, the Islamic proposition uh, that we have for solutions. So do you feel that this is a time now for us to be more forthcoming with Islamic solutions? And how should we do that? And what are some examples of those solutions too that people can really reflect upon? Doesn't matter if they're Muslim, non-Muslim. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the stories of Ambiya, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, when he, they want to establish their, you know, how they start with the, their mission, right? They start with two things. First thing they say, I am your brother, mm. right? Consider me your brother. I am coming to you as a well-wisher. You can understand what, is, what means uh, brother means, right? 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 Mm. Me, the person can, you trust him. Right. Yes. And yes. You can, for example, you can follow him and he will always he will not cheat you. He will not, for example, you know, grab your yes. things. So it means first thing to say it. Uh, their brotherhood said. Right. Mm -hmm. So their first thing. Second thing is what they say. Inni lakum amin. I am your well-wisher. Mm. And I am very, very trustworthy person. I am not giving anything from my own pocket. I'm just a source of transferring a very good gift given by Allah to for you. So the what you are saying, this is right. The problem, we actually mix two things and we miss one thing. We miss that our ibadat is a source of our playing our duty as a viceroy of Allah. Mm. Right? And just like, suppose if you give me training of army, what it means? I supposed to join army, right? Yes. Or suppose I am doing training after training, but I'm not joining army. What is the benefit? So when I'm doing salat, I'm doing som, I'm doing everything. So it is just like I'm charging my soul to prepare for a duty. Yes. Right? And what yes. we did wrong, we limited our deen only in this ibadat. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? So when I do ibadah, I do farad. Then I do nafil. I do extra. I do extra, extra, extra. So my individual ibadah increasing, but this kind of candlelight is only, you know, for example, I'm keeping inside. I'm not, uh, you know, using it in the time of darkness. Mm. So this is one of the problems. Second problem which happened that most of the time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he reminded Bani Israel, he said, you have two duties. The first duty, you are chosen people, right? Appointed people. But you have two duties. One thing, you do only worship to me alone. Mm -hmm. Don't do any worship to other, right? And second thing, husna, And behave with people in a better way. Deal with pe people in a very proper way. Mm -hmm. What happened? They, they got property ship of, they got the ownership of God. And the God become their ownership, right? Mm -hmm. 
First, first thing they, they missed it. Second thing is they be, they behave with others with uh, with inferior level, right? Superior or inferior. So same thing happened with Muslims, right? Muslims, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you are the best nation. You are appointed as the savior of humanity. You are appointed to to convey this message, to pass this message to humanity. What what we did? We did a property dealership of Islam. My Nabi, Nabi is mine, right? Quran is mine, right? Mm-hmm. And Arabic is my language. And for example, Deen is mine, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened? We disconnected with the world. This is one thing. Second thing is that the history, of course, we have a always different kind of phases of history, right? One time, Alhamdulillah, we were very, very, for example, victorious, and we were serving Islam and Muslim and humanity, right? But other time, we, for example, we become weak, so we lost our leadership for humanity, right? Other power came in front, and we have a different kind of, uh, you know, phases with them, uh, fighting, killing, or whatever. But I can say you, this is the first time in history, first time in history, mm. new Muslims are capable to play the role of da'i. Mm. Not, not, for example, warrior. Not, for example, for example, fighter. Not, for example, enemy. No. Mm. So when you do da'wah, you need three things. First thing, you know what are you are presenting, right? Mm. The material of da'wah. Suppose I'm selling some fake thing. It will not work. Mm. I suppose supposed to have a good stuff to present people, right? Second thing, my attitude is supposed to be at the die. I supposed to be well-wisher, right? Mm-hmm. And I win the trust of people, win the heart of people. Yes, this person is selling something good, and I actually I want to buy from him, right? Mm-hmm. And the third thing, when I'm dealing with Madhu, or the person who I'm addressing, actually, I am not, for example, trying, for example, to grave his belongings for me. Actually, I am giving whatever I have. I have anything. I want to transfer it, right? Mm. So these things gone. So what has happened in our world this time? When world is actually going to global, going to universal, right? It is going. For example, world is, is just like become one village. But the problem is that the the bad product, right, mm. is presented by best seller. Yes, seller is very good. Product is very bad. What is the proof of it? Proof is that those people who are actually teasing, those who are, for example, taking everything from the pockets of people, they are well-wisher, right? They succeed to prove that they are well-wisher. We are serving you. We are your servant. We are democracy means you are the power. You elect us. And, for example, you do what you want, right? So sell, selling is good, but the product is bad. The Muslim problem is that we are still hanging between me and you, right? Mm. We and mine. Yes. We supposed to we supposed to change this kind of uh, kind of understanding, and we supposed to win the heart of people. Otherwise, we have a best product for for humanity, mm. best product, right? Yes. But only thing is, we are not succeeded to present it in a good way. So I can see Allah Subhanahu wa Taala giving us the opportunity. 50% chance is coming from Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the door for us. This yes. kind of system, what happened, breakdown of system proving what? There is a vacuum. Yes. Right? Everything is gone. It is it is failed. Right? Now 50% job is de- demanded by Allah. I have to do it. Yes. But if I say, oh Allah, go you and your, your Lord and fight yourself. So that, of course, nothing will happen. 
Mm. I, I can say you that opportunity in our time is the best. And this is, I, I can say you that this is the first time in history that we are really facing humanity, human to human. We have no, any, just like we are living here in Canada, right? Mm. So we are living with people. So we not consider them as enemies, right? We have yes. no barriers. We consider them, our, for example, cities and we are living together. So we supposed to, but only thing which is we are missing in our time is still we are not able to remove these barriers. Yes. Right? Why? Maybe, for example, I'm not approaching. Maybe I'm not, for example, good, for example, communicator. Maybe I'm not, for example, presenting in a good manners. So what we need, for, but only thing we can do when we understand the right, right Islam in the right way. Mm. Right? And we cannot do this thing by some secular voices. We cannot do something some liberal voices. Only authentic Islam can provide for us the source of winning the heart of people and bringing the message of humanity to them. Just like, suppose, for example, now, for example, you are seeing in our time that, alhamdulillah, now we are getting new generation of Muslims, those who are, for example, understanding the language, the, the psychology, you know, speaking their language, they're talking the same. So how, for example, they present in Islam, only thing they need, they present right Islam, right? Yes. We not need, for example, to modify it for our own need, for example, to alter it or change it or bringing a, a you know, just like a, a, what happened in the old uh, mazahib, they, mm. they tailored their deen according to the demand of people, right? Yes. We should not do a thing, but we have to change our first thing understanding. And Allah subhanahu wa you are the way, Basat ummatan basata, right? Mm. You are balanced nation. How you be balanced nation? I give an example. Suppose if I draw, design a system, I say my democracy is national best, nation best, right? And I will deal with every member of nation equally. So I am basat, right? In dealing. Yeah. But my philosophy is not basat. Why? Because I'm dealing with nation. So I'm considering other nations my enemies. Yes. Right? Allah subhanahu wa said when you are ummatan basata, it means our, my philosophy is, is human best, is universal best. So mm. my, my, my link with every person is not you are inferior or superior, right? But it mm. is that you are equal in eye of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm. right? So yes. every rule which given by Islam, it is not saying, oh, this salat is related to Rasulullah or this kind of, you know, rights related to this person. No. All are equal in that sense, right? So, wasati of Islam is start with our thinking. So, if we correct our thinking, right, Islamically, mm. our strategy for our practices and our thing will come really in a fruitful way. Mm. So, uh, and we need, for example, many times, you know what, we think, okay, you know, these people are, uh, they cannot come to Islam, right? Uh, they, they are hopeless. They are, this and so we decide our own. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he say to Rasulullah Abu Jahal will not bring Ima, he will not be Muslim. But he said to him, go and invite him. Fir'aun, Allah subhanahu knows he will never accept Islam. But he said, Musa, go to talk to him. Right? Mm. So in that sense, for example, this is really a very, very unique opportunity when Islam has no power behind it. No, no government supporting us. Right? No powerful people parting, no big people are supporting it. But if we have a support of Iman, right, mm. we can do what other cannot do. Yes. So, uh, Imam, like, uh, I agree with you 
we find ourselves in a situation with this pandemic that humanity is somewhat united because we have a common threat. We have a common struggle that we are uh, up against. But even with this common struggle, you find, unfortunately, people who are trying to negatively capitalize with this situation, with this pandemic. And I would say one of which is uh, what's happening in India. You know, they're trying to blame the Muslims and the Muslims are really suffering in India because instead of saying, hey, we're in this together as humanity, we're struggling with this. They're capitalizing from the situation and they're causing more chaos. So instead of having humanity elevate and see the best of humanity struggling together, there are those forces that are trying to capitalize on this and try to uh, do it for their own interests, you know, uh, obviously with uh, some very ill intentions. So how do we overcome that? Like, you know, with the situation that is happening in India, do you have any comments in regards to that, or the extent of it? And how do we overcome this? Because we're gonna, we see that to a certain degree here in Canada as well with Chinese people. Because now there's a lot of hate incidents that are occurring with Chinese people. As a Muslim community, we've been used to this for quite a few years now uh, within Canada. But now the, uh, the the Chinese population or those who even appear to be Chinese are um, you know subject to a lot of this hate uh, speech and you know some of these hateful acts. So now uh, we have a situation here within Canada. But even greater, I would say the biggest uh, I would say negative reaction in the world right now is how the Muslims in India are being treated. They're making, no one in the world is blaming any single group like to that extent, like as they are doing in India, not even, uh, you know, even with the hate speech that they have against uh, Chinese people, for some reason, they've really zeroed in on the Muslims in India. What are your thoughts on that, Sheikh? Yes, uh, this is actually, I said to you that uh, when the pandemic is there, so the hollow system is actually broken now. But uh, my fear is that, uh, especially when we are not able to fill, it, fill this vacuum, other people will come forward again. And they will bring their product in different color and different way, right? Mm. And they manipulate other way. And this is actually their agenda. They do it. I, I, I am not going, for example, conspiracy theory or whatever kind of theory, whatever there. But I know that, for example, this is always, we need to understand actually two things. What is the, 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 the philosophy of Kufr? If I say philosophy, it is not philosophy, mm. but you can say, you can say, what is the nature of Kufr? The nature of Kufr is denial. Denial of truth, right? So yes. suppose, for example, if you are doing something good to me, but I don't want, for example, to thank to you, I will deny. I said, no, he did nothing. You did nothing, right? Mm. So the Kufr is, Kufr is denial. So whatever... Ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, how many times we show them ayat, but they just ignore it. They avoid it, right? So this is the tendency of kufr. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hammering kufr one after one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, they are going to extinguish the fire of iman, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring it, right? Even they don't like it. So the issue is actually we ne we're not supposed to be, for example, uh, be uh, yani, yani feel uh, hopeless about it. We not lose our hope. Why? Because it is the, it is the nature of kufr, right? But mm -hmm. what is what is important for us to understand two things. First thing, we need, for example, to be true believer. We, if we keep claiming Islam but we are not showing it our, in our reflecting in our action, then we are actually really losing it, right? So we supposed to care about ourselves. 
Uh, and when, for example, the time of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala time will come to help us, he will do whatever he can do as he did with Rasulullah sallallahu right? So it, it will happen. But uh, uh, I think, for example, what is important in our time, uh, that uh, all kind of these things. Another thing which is very important, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he always suppose know who is this person, but he want to expose that person, right? So we have two kind of process in this universe. One is related to believers, right? Believers. It's called tamhis, liyumahisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sorting out believers. Who is a strong believer, who is a weak believer, and so on. Just like in Ghazwat Uhud, Battle of Uhud, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed believers. That some people, they were loving dunya, right? They were collecting booties. Others, they were standing with Rasulullah right? So it is tamhis. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after Iman, there is a test. Yes. To prove that you are a true believer, and then we want to grade you. Which kind of, you know, how Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was tested, right? But he was proven that it is Siddiq, right? The second process is coming in Ayah of Allah I will expose everyone and I will sort out bad item with good item. So now you can imagine what you said about this Indian thing. Now, for example, in 75 years, these people under the name of Hindu religion, under the name of nationalism, under the name of superiority of Brahman. Mm. Superiority of Brahman, they were not talking about it, but they were talking the superiority of only one grace, right? 75 years, and really they did great job. They opened thousand and thousand organizations. They have a, from zero to uh, you know, bottom to top, every kind of organization, schools, philosophies, books, and everything, right? Now they got power, right? And they think that now they are able to, to, to use this power to convert their, this country in a Hindu country, right? But what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed them with two ways. First thing, what they were claiming, it was the ancient time, it was a dream, it was a mystery, it has no reality. So they have no any blueprint, what will be the Ram, Ram Raj? They call it the Ram time, Ram their Lord. The, the mm -hmm. era of Ram, we want to come back. What is the what is the blueprint? If you ask Muslim, what is the blueprint of Islamic system? You can present the Rasulullah time. You can present. So our our system is reality. Their thing is fact. But mm -hmm. so what happened? Allah exposed them. Second thing, what happened when they were using this power? They were using in so corrupt way that even their own people they are suffering. Those yes. Hindus. Thousand and thousand people are now stranded, right? And they do, they don't care about them because they care only one very tiny part, ten percent Hindu only. I I, I any Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reminded us in a very strange thing. Rasulullah Sallam, when he invited people, and he after you know how many years, nine nine hundred years, right? So what he said, Oh Allah, I invited them, and I said, if you ask Allah's forgiveness, Allah will open for you the door of heaven. The door of water, everything, right? And what happened? They they refuse to follow me, but they are following those who are destroying their properties, killing their people, and they are mm. following them. Mm. So this is actually the journey of not failure of success only, journey of exposure. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the opportunity to, I can say, many powers. Allah subhanahu wa give the opportunity to Nasara, Christian, right? Allah subhanahu give the Buddhist and everything. And they prove that they are not capable to run equally. They have their own agenda after all. Just like Chinese, right? They are doing world power. But still they are so... Yet in narrow-minded, they are not able to treat with a very minor minority of Uyghurs in a yes. way, right? Yes. So this is actually exposure, which is happening in our time. And really, it, there is a lot of things we can learn it. But I think what we need, for example, we need to do establish some kind of, I can say, philosophical discussions, some kind of intellectual discussions, some kind of academic discussion. And we bring our ideas among other people and we let them to realize that this is really only thing can work. Only problem which we have, they say, uh, you know, Islam cannot work in our time, mm. right? It was wor working that time and so on. You know, we must understand that when you hear, I gave you an example. Saudi Arabia is a valuable country in what meaning? Very valuable country in what meaning? Yeah, and, and money and wealth. Wealth, right? Yes. The isle, isle money, right? Yeah. Isle money is there, right? Yes. So what you what you did? The people are vast. Those who cannot live 30 degree here, 30 Celsius degree here, they live there 50, 50 degree, right? And yes. did everything to dig the wells and they discovered. So what happened? They recognized the importance of this money, this wealth, and they discovered it. But Allah subhanahu wa said, you have another property in this same Saudi Arabia, another property, and you are ignoring it. What is this? The property of Iman. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa said in Quran, You need footing. So we have two footing in this universe. One is money, is a footing of material life. Another footing is provided by Kaaba. Kaaba is holding whole humanity, right? So mm. if they knew the preciousness of the, the you know, the, you know, the, you know the, the thing, gift of this gift, I can say you that they discover more than us, this Kaaba's folly, you know, folly. And Alhamdulillah, many, many, those who join Islam, really sometimes they recognize Islam more than us. Right. Yes. So in that sense, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us a warning that if you don't play your role, I can bring other nations, mm -hmm. other people to serve my deen. I am, I, for example, I, can, I, I cannot wait for you. So in yes. that sense, for example, it, this is what I'm saying, it is the barrier. And if we th they think that Islam is their thing. Islam is related to these people. No, Islam is a value and value always shared and precious thing always shared by everyone. If you go to Africa, right, Africans. Yes. Worst kind of thing. And you got their, what, diamond. So you yes. value diamond even in very worst part. Right? Yeah. And you cannot yeah. say, no, I will not take diamond because it is in so vulnerable area. Right? Yes. It means the value and the something which is you consider precious, you always, you know, for example, care about it, even in a very, very bad situation. Yes. Yes. No, that's true. Like, uh, you make a very valid point. Like, uh, Africa, especially the places where they mine these diamonds are some of the most, you know, they had some of the greatest conflicts and some of the most, you know, brutal, uh, you know, wars that occurred there. And so uh, from this, like now we see there's exposure. We see that, okay, systems are being exposed. 
um, you know, people are being exposed. But then there's a concern that, okay, the tyrant is being exposed, but how do we bring justice now? So now things are being exposed, but how is how do we get to a point of justice? How do we get to a point of harmony? You know, so as you, you we mentioned about, you know, the situation in India, we mentioned the situation uh, in uh, China, for example. And one thing I'd, I feel that has been exposed is that previously alliances were made, but and they thought these alliances were very, very strong. OK, so European alliance, Canada, United States and alliance, all these alliances seem to be very, very strong. Yet. When this pandemic occurred, which specifically affected these developed countries, European, North American countries, far greater than even the rest of the world, these alliances started to fall apart. So maybe these this is also an exposure of when you make these uh, alliances and these connections based on worldly means, it's not as strong as you think, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I but 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 how do we now come out? How do we? move now past like we've ex a lot of these things are exposed now these alliances that you thought once were rock solid they maybe they're not that strong this person who thought you it was your brother living to the south they won't they were restricting and sending you life-saving masks uh you know these um uh these tyrants are being who, who would say very nice things maybe uh in speeches are now showing themselves to be very very brutal so now how do we go to the next phase now a lot of this exposure has occurred. How do we go to a better state of harmony uh, within humanity? Yeah, you're you're right that uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, when He presented the situation of Tiyama, the day of the resurrection, Allah yeah. Subhanahu Wa said, uh, "Yani that time the the brother will run away from brother, the father and the right. Everyone for example will be away. Now it is happening. Now we are no. noticing it, right? The person they fear that maybe they got positive, they don't want to touch him." Or her, right? Even, for example, at home, they are, for example, keeping distance. So it is really happening this way. And it is showing that our relation is based on interest only, not mm -hmm. the true meaning of a relation. We have a, some kind of, you know, I, I, I need you because actually you are useful for me, right? Mm -hmm. That is the only thing. So we have a, some kind of, all kind of pact and agreements. It is based on not any real love, real respect, but real need. Mm. Right. So sometimes I don't need you. I don't care about you. Right. Yeah. So actually, this is a very important point from Islamic side. I can say you that in Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a very, very strange uh, universal rule, which mostly people, even Muslim, don't know it. We have a two basic rule. First thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he appointed Adam alayhi salam, right, journey of humanity started from him. From the time up to Isa al-Islam, Al-Ambiya, they were taking a covenant, an oath. Mm. Oath is what? When the last prophet will come, you will follow him. This is one of the very great, for example, thing that Rasulullah said, every Nabi is under covenant to convey this message to their followers that you follow me and you, when the last Nabi will come, you will follow him. So it means every person really under oath. Yes. And they are Muslim in they accept it or not. Only thing they need to accept it and to declare it. Right. Mm -hmm. Second rule is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said when he took uh, back to Isa alayhi salam in heaven. Right. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, 
is qad allah ya isa inni mutawaffika wa rafi'uka ilayya oh isa i'm taking you back right and i will keep always those who are following you upper to other nations all other nation will be under your leadership in world up to day of judgment hmm. no other will take the leadership of this humanity so those who are following there are two categories either christian they are following isa alaihi salam maybe in wrong direction but they are following right they love isa alaihi salam they, they call them christian right Mm. and muslims those who follow in right way they consider them as the isa alaihi salam as a abd of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a prophet as a very noble person and so on right and we believe that he will come back again so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in quran wa rahu mutahrik min alladhina kafaru wa ja'ilu alladhina tab'uka fawqa alladhina kafaru ila yawm alqiyamah i will keep those who are following you up to those who are denying you and you know who are denying Isa alayhi salam right those yes. who are not accepted him as the messiah right yes and they are waiting their messiah and they mm. are preparing this world order to prepare the position for this antichrist to bring him as a world leader allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is against allah's decision it will never happen so what happened i see another way they are actually playing everything to make this world under one leadership under one system they are even talking about the chips they want to robotic human being right they mm. just they must be governed by one kind of order right they yeah. don't want to see for example this currency or this kind of paper money and everything suppose right they are yes. doing everything and they are now removing all kind of barriers nationalism and kind of these things gone right and all kind of these things gone effect are gone but you know what when they prepared all these things only capable to run this universal order is islam Mm. Yes. Right. And suppose, yeah. for example, you are preparing the it was said in Bible, it is a corner stone of ark. Yes. Rasul, I'm the corner stone of ark, right? So if you build a ark, right? Yes. Who will fill the 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 ark stone, corner stone? On the Rasul Allah Taala. So yes. it means, for example, and this is actually needed to present it in a little bit. I can say you in modern language. Yes. In modern way, for example. Yeah, it's like suppose, for example, when Karl Marx presented communism in a very, for example, attractive way, right? Yes. So we need, for example, Islam also to be presented in this way, but only condition, as I said, we not alter anything. We just giving the whatever material we have as it is, but we present it in a way that people understand it. Yes. And I can say that the time is really approaching that people are ready to either accept it or they must be refused clearly. Imam al-Hujja is called Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Be I, I will not do till I prove my point, so nobody can argue with me. Mm. So Imam, like you mentioned, uh, the signs of the Day of Judgment, and there's a lot of rhetoric going around and interpreting this current situation as uh, part of the signs of the Day of Judgment. You know, some people, and and and, and I've seen this for years. You know, people will take. different uh symbols they'll take different people they'll take different events and they'll try to interpret it uh as signs of the day of judgment so you know even one person said oh you know the US dollar it has one eye on it but this is dajjal <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. there there's been so many different uh people who have been blamed of being yajuj majuj 
you know, all these people are Yajuj Majuj. So, and then now they're even saying this virus is Yajuj Majuj or this is Dajjal. So are there some signs that we can say without going, maybe making a definitive judgment that this is this particular sign, but are there some general um, signs that we can see from the day of judgment that are occurring through this pandemic? Alhamdulillah, yani, it is one of the best blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gave us everything with the real knowledge and very true light on it, right? So we are not living in darkness or ignorance. We have both things together. But the problem is we have two things. Rasulullah informed us how many the signs are there, minor signs or major signs, right? And many signs are actually already happened. First sign was Rasulullah himself. Rasulullah said, I am created this way with Qiyamah, right? So it means, for example, the coming of Rasulullah means the coming of Qiyamah. How many thousand years, how many hundred years now it is, is still there, right? So it means, for example, uh, the sign of that, what will happen in the last days. We are seeing many things are happening, but we have uh, two problems. First thing, we want to fix dates. As, for example, Christian, they do. They say time, badness day will be the disaster day. And this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep that thing in the ghayb. It is unseen. Right, mm. and he never ex- ex- explained. Even the Sultan never knew about it. Rasulullah himself, he was not sure that the person who was living in his time is Dajjal or not Dajjal, because he was That's not given ilm of it. Was not given ilm. Right. So in that sense, for example, our curiosity is always make us to, for example, to fix the date. Right. And this is wrong. We're not supposed to do it. Because we are not giving, we are giving alamat without determining when it will happen. We can say, and even if you see, if you read the books, suppose, for example, historian, those who wrote uh, in the time of, uh, uh, just like Ibn Kasir in the 600 year Hijra, he was saying that it happened just like it, Qiyamah is very close. Now it is six, 800 years happened now, right? So in that sense, for example, it is wrong to do it. And we are not giving this ilm and we are not supposed to seek it. Most important thing which is we are missing, that what sign of Qiyamah means, really, what is the message of it? Yes. I give you a very, very, very simple example. If you are driving and you see a notice, notice, beware, after 1,000 meters there is a ditch. What it means for you? A sign means for you what? The signs mean prepare from now. Prepare, yes. Right? Slow your speed, right? And be careful, right? It is it is the message. But if I say I'm reading the message, thousand, five hundred, three hundred, and I'm at same speed, what will happen to me? When this will come, I will not be able to control, right? Mm -hmm. So the real message is Rasulullah gave us this sign to make us safe from these things, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I always make a fun, I say sometimes a joke. I say people yeah. are waiting for Imam Mahdi, right? Yes. No, Islam is not waiting for Imam Mahdi. Islam is waiting for me. What I yes. do for Islam, it is important. Yes. Right? And suppose in Islam, Jama, praying Salat with Jama is important or not? It is important, right? Yes. But pray behind a specific Imam is important? 
or mm. can we do any behind any person? We can do run, right? Yeah. So if you say if our Mahdi will come, then we will be good people. Yes. Right. We are yeah. doing wrong thing. And again, I say you what? If Imam Mahdi came now and I'm not prepared to join him, I will not join him. That's true. Right? The preparation is more important yeah. than the product. So my duty is when something happened or not happened, it's not my issue. Issue is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in Quran, "Wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun." Don't die till you be believer. Can you determine when you will die? And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Don't die." What it mean? It means hold your iman till the moment of death. No, it's not saying this thing. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Keep your iman intact every moment, even if it is moment of death." Right? Yes. So it, this this is actually sign up there, but it is always misinterpreted. And I can give you one very any I think rule of it. The word in Arabic or any language, if I say water, what it means? Water. You yeah. know, it's liquid. It's liquid, right? Yeah. So we call it. Word is used for hakikat. Hakikat yes. means what is the true application of word we will use for it, and it opposite to it majaz. Majaz means, and it was like, for example, you 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 say, oh, water means something which is, for example, yeah, like uh, someone says, uh, like, uh, just like uh, something which is not, for example, stable, right? Okay. So yes. when the surah says that the jail will come. So hakikat of Dajjal means a human being will come. Okay. We translate it in a system, right? Yes. So it means we are we are what are moving from the hakikat of word, some kind of you know, for example, majaz or something which is secondary meaning. You know, yes. I give an example. Suppose if I say I went in zoo and I I saw a lion. What it means? It is hakikat or majaz? You saw the yes. real. Real, yeah. real line, right? Yes. But if I say, I say very brave man, he is a lion. Mm. What it means majaz. now? Yes. It is majaz. Yeah. So first application always will be for hakika. Mm. So all signs which are given by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala or Rasulullah Sallam will always be just like Isa Alayhi Salam. If I say Isa, it is a symbolic thing. Yes. No, he is a real, right? Rasulullah said the time will come. When the river of Farad, the Iraqi two rivers, they will dry and there will be mines of gold, right? Mm. And people will kill each other. Ninety-nine people will kill each other. Only one will grab the gold. And Rasul said, "Don't go there if you get it." Now people say, "No, no, it is it is black gold. No, it is not black gold. It is yes. the real gold." So in that mm. sense, for example, we must understand that all signs are given by Rasulullah. But we must not hurry to apply in this way. And actual messages we supposed to be prepared to save our iman in any circumstances. Right? Yes. It will save us. Yes. Okay. I think that that clarifies yeah. that quite a bit. I just want to also, uh, for a lot of people who make this mistake, I want to clarify the methodology when we look on uh, worldly affairs or we look on these types of muamalat. A lot of times what I see is that, okay, there's two way, two approaches. One approach is you look at the Quran and the Sunnah, and then you look at your, uh, you know, you, you find something in the Quran and the Sunnah, and you then try to forcefully apply it to your current situation. This is what this current situation needs to be interpreted as. The other methodology is you look at your worldly situation, and then you look at 
which of the Quran and the Sunnah does this fit into? You know what I mean? So what is a better approach to do that? What's the better methodology? Uh, because I, I see people uh, make a lot of mistakes in terms of looking at worldly affairs or being able to consolidate the Quran and the Sunnah, the guidance, the Hidayah, with uh, the you know worldly situation that they find in themselves in. What is what is the better uh, approach? Like, how does how do you approach this? Like, do you look at okay, I'm reading this, and then now I said, oh, this means that what's happening now is this, or do I look at what's happening now, and then I look at the Quran and the Sunnah for hidayah? Yes, of course. Yani, uh, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa said in Quran, "Hudan lil muttaqin." This book will open the heart of people, those who are capable, capable to receive this message under piety, right? And Quran said, This book guide many people and misguide also many people. Mm-hmm. How it happened? It happened with two reasons. First mm-hmm. is, I already occupied with some something in my mind. And I, I'm just digging Quran to, to, to prove my point is right. Right? Yes. So this is always will be misguided person. He will never release. If I am empty-minded, and I'm really trying to get what is the message up, and then I, I, I'm i going to accept it, then Quran will open my heart to give me more, for example, journey of Hidayah, right? When you come at it this unbiased. Unbiased, right? Yes. And second thing is actually, this is very important, that Quran always said that we have a two component of Quran. One is muhkam, right? It is explicitly given in wording and meaning, right? Mm. So follow muhkam. But mostly people of kind of these people, they go mutashabihat, mutashabihat, which are confusing in meaning. But like suppose people are going to digging, what is the reality of taqdeer, destiny, right? And they are not able to get it, right? So in that sense, for example, if we are focusing our journey of discovering Quran, as Quran is talking to me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, if you open the Quran, you will see your journey of, you know, of success, right? So you are actually said whatever you want, you don't want. So uh, any, uh, I I can say you that uh, I always quote one of the great scholar of Hadith Zuhri, Imam Zuhri. He mm. was the Ustad uh, Sheikh of uh, Bukhari, right? Mm. And Omar Ibn Aziz asked him to collect a Hadith in his time. He said in a three sentence the real definition of Islam. Mm. Three things. First thing, what Islam means, given what is given by Allah. Mm. Who is the source of Islam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second part of Islam, communicated to us by Rasul. At-tabliq. What is the position of Rasul? To create Islam? No. To pass it. To take it and to, right? And the third part of Islam is very important. It is related to us. To follow it as it is. Mm. Right? Yes. We we reverted it. Now we design Islam. Mm. We took the position of Allah. Mm. Right? And the whole, whole situation has gone. Mm. Right? Yes, I need to confirm that this hadith is right or not right. This Quran meaning is right or not right. It is okay. But when it is right, if I say, no, 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 you are, you are right. You say the Quran says about this issue, but it cannot be applied in our time. So then you can't. Mm. Right? Yes. And second thing is also, 
Quran says, don't be denial of some part of Quran and believer of some part of Quran. Right? You be, just like a Jew, Bani Israel, Allah said to them, you pick some part of your book and ignore other part. So if we go with all whole Quran together, then we can take the real guidance. In our time, and always I can say you that if you study the history of those who misguided by Quran, we have many, many facts in our history, right? Mm. How it happened. They took the Dalil from Quran. But what they did? They took one ayah of Quran, right? And they ignored a thousand ayat of Quran. Mm. So if you don't take Quran as a, as a whole, right? Mm. Yes. It will not guide you. Yeah, you need the full. You. Yes, I think yes. that's a very important point. Yes. Because some people, they, they feel they'll, they'll get the hidayah just from portions. Yes. Yani, I give you, it is not a good thing, but I try to say that in our time, when we are living in a, in a kind of equality of gender, a country of this, right? So sometimes it happens, even the Muslim, suppose, uh, I can say ladies, they feel that the Islam is not behaving with us in a equal as a man, right? Mm. So it means, for example, when Allah SWT is giving a woman a three-time respect from his, his her son, it is good mm. for me. But as someone said, no, no, inheritance, you get little best. No, 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 it's not good, right? Mm. So it means, for example, I am picking and choosing. Yes. So I yes. have to take the whole package. Yeah. Right? And when I take this thing, Allah promised for me that he will not do injustice with me. Yes. yes. Allah said, mm. Don't dream for something which is you are not getting, right? Another may be getting, because if you ask Allah, he will give you. So yes. it is actually the moment when we are living in a, under, you know, equality, of gender, mm. humanity, we must understand that it's supposed to come under the guidance of Allah. I think that's if, a very key point, yeah. is that you feel you're unequal when your source of guidance is uh, human thought and ideology. Yes. If that is, then you're going to see if how uh, the deen of Allah measures up to it. Yes. But if that is your source, because I've, I've had Muslims who say, how is Allah SWT just? And then they'll ask a question, they'll, whatever ruling in Islam. Yes, How yes, is Allah yes. just if this is allowed? The problem yes. is, Imam, is that if you believe in Allah in the first place, then you need to believe that Allah is the most knowledgeable and He is the most just. It's like, for example, Imam, if like your child, he says, uh, okay, uh, I want this chocolate bar for dinner and you said no 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 I don't I'm not going to give you this chocolate that child is crying he's complaining about you you didn't give me, you're not just to me yes. you're saying I'm older I'm more knowledgeable I know more than you and you know that if and another person w looks at the scenario is that uh, is that parent being oppressive to that child no no that parent is is being merciful to that child the parent is is based on the greater knowledge that this parent is having is protecting that child Right. So we would accept that. But if you believe in Allah, the default needs to be the approach. Allah is just Allah knows more than me. So there is a wisdom I don't know about. There's a difference if we were to say, what is the wisdom maybe behind this ruling? You know, there's an there's an etiquette. There's an adab behind that. There's a level of understanding. But then when you say, oh, this isn't fair because of this or I need to change this because of of that uh, standard. 
then you're always in perpetual chaos, I believe, uh, Imam. I think this is a big internal yeah. struggle for Muslims. Of course. Because we need, for example, to understand one thing. Haq, haq cannot mm. accommodate everyone. We have to accommodate our haq. Said, the haq is deserved to be followed, right? Mm-hmm. So if we accept that it is haq, so I not ask Allah SWT to design haq for me, mm-hmm. right? One thing. Second thing is that I give you, just like what you give the chocolate example, I give another example. Suppose if you give $100 to your daughter, mm-hmm. and then what happened? What she will do with this $100? Mm-hmm. She will say to you, Odette, keep it for me. Mm-hmm. Yes? Why mm. she say this thing? Why she, she has trust. Yes, yeah, she has she trust. She has a trust. Yes. So suppose if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks me something, give me this thing. Yeah. So what I will do if I trust him or not trust him? Mm. That's true. Right? Yeah. I, Allah subhanahu said in Quran, Ibn hypocrites. Mm. Uh, do you think that Allah and his messenger will do injustice with you? Mm. Right. Mm. This is the great example to understand that if I trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I believe in him in everything, even if he is asking something which I don't like it. Mm. Right? If I accept this thing, I can say you this world will be heaven for us before the real heaven. Mm. Otherwise, our own mind will for example suffer. So uh, I think I will stop here because I have mm. another program now after a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, I really appreciate uh, your time that you spent with us, uh, Imam, uh, I think uh, you've mentioned some great things that uh, we can benefit from. And uh, prior to even us starting, we were saying that, subhanAllah, one of the things that we found uh, during this pandemic, there's a lot of blessings. Like, there's there seems to be more unity amongst the community. Like, there's less ikhtilaf, like, in terms of, like, for example, the first day of uh, Ramadan and Eid and things like that. There's less um, uh, dissension, you know, you know. You know, I can say you one thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a, a message that if, inshallah, it will be over. When it will be over, what we need to do it? We have to revisit our own 24 hours planning. Mm. Right? Yeah. How much time we were giving to dunya? How much time we were giving to deen? How much is, uh, time we were, for example, how much we earning and how we are spending? I give mm. an example. And mm. I, I gave this example too many places. Just like, you know what? I actually went, for example, to perform nikah for two for example, nikah, mm-hmm. right? And they were planning for a big party, right? But what happened? Yes. They were not happy. Yeah. Marriage happened or not happened? It still happened. It still happened. So what there is was, the message? There was, there was no, there was still, you know, we have uh, social distancing, but now we we don't have to have emotional distancing, right? So what is the message <laughs> now? Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. So what is the message? Message is make marriage simple. Make marriage simple. Yeah. Right? And it will build, it will create more love than, for example, all kind of these things, right? Yeah. So in this way, I think Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave us a lot of messages. If we literally want, for example, to learn from it, and we can, inshallah, benefit from it because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala don't want to, for example, tease us. He said, "Maya farullahu bi azabikum in shakartum wa amantum." What yeah. I will, why will, what I will gain by punishing yeah. you if you are yeah. being thankful and you are believing to me, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, Jazamakhir Imam. Uh, we'd like to thank all our viewer, viewers for tuning in. Inshallah, we will continue in our next episode of the podcast Thursday night. Remember, we want to live by the haq, die by the haq. Just when you think life is stuck, tune in to Life Haq.
جزاكم الله خير السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته ورحمة الله وبركاته